1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. Make sure you check that out every single night at 7 p.m. That is free to download. Also free, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We're getting cranked up with a whole bunch of Dolphins content. Make sure you check that out. But, of course, we got the Heat content there as well. And we had a big UFC post game. On, or post-match, I should say, actually on Saturday. So that's picking up steam. So check out our fight crew. Uh, one of the guys is going to be joining us today as part of that. Also check out 5 I counted. We had more news stories on our site over the past 48 hours than the two other major local newspapers had combined in sports. Uh, and our stuff, unlike theirs, is free. So make sure you check out 5reasonssports.com. That's 5reasonssports.com. Also check out the great sponsors, of the five reasons sports network. I love when people find our sponsors and have a good experience. That has been the case with CPT of South Florida. They've been providing small and medium businesses with the technology they need for decades. They specialize in cloud hosted phone systems and managed it. If you own a small or medium business, you're looking to save money on your monthly phone and internet costs. You got to give TJ a call right now. He's been helping South Florida businesses save thousands per month. He can do the same for you with a cloud phone system. You can work from anywhere on any device and for a free Free in person consultation. Make sure you call TJ at 954 966 2766. Again, that's 954 966 2766. They've got a promotion 25% off cloud phone service, including free phones and the first two months of service free. Deal with an owner, not a sales rep. Give TJ at CPT a call. Again, that's 954 966 2766 or visit the website at CPT Florida. And now, tonight's episode.
2: Down to Yikes. You. Uh, Five on the floor, ride for my dogs.
0: Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like say you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got a whole band. Y'all seen the block. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: Marty, right, let's go back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. First thing you want to do is check out the last episode that I did with Greg uh, Sylvander, who's with me again today. You can follow me, at Greg Sylvander. And that was, do the Miami Heat really need to prioritize a point guard? We had a slightly different... Slight difference of opinion there, although I do feel like Greg came more to my side at the end than I came to his. But anyway, I'll let him say that when we come back here. And then joining us as well, I will butcher his name for the 3000th time. You can find him on our post-up 5R show. Uh, you can also uh, find him on Full Court Press, both on that YouTube channel, Ariel atias Did I do that correctly? Yes, no. That was pretty good. That's probably your best shot so far. That was a good one. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'll be welcomed into Canada now. I love Canada. It's my favorite country. Anyway, uh, let's get to it. We are out of free ages to talk about. Um, We have doubled back on certain guys. We have put them into different types of frameworks to discuss them. I don't want to break down today, you know, the merits of Markeith Morris again. Uh, What I want to do is have a, a sort of a philosophical conversation about heat fans and also to a lesser degree about the heat organization. And here's where I came to this topic. Heat fans were kind of laughed at by other fans around the NBA on social media for overvaluing their players, right? Tyler hero, in particular, everybody has the whole James Harden thing wrong because it was never about not trading Tyler for Harden, but whatever. Okay. It led to a whole bunch of polls. He fans actually did poll themselves, uh, literally uh and the heat versus a heat versus haters poll that, that by the way is a partner of ours they tweeted out a poll while the, during the heat of the Harden stuff and heat fans essentially uh came out and said during that okay that <laughs> they would not trade tyler hero for james harden so regardless of the fact that it was never really on the table or presented like that Heat fans kind of outed themselves in that way as overvaluing one of their own players. We also know that there was panic among Heat fans about potentially training Casey Paula, or precious Achua or many other players over time. But now we sort of have an opposite situation, which is that Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn, two players that the Heat largely developed are now restricted free agents about to get paid. And I feel like if they were someone else's restricted free agents, Heat fans would be putting photoshops on Twitter to go get those guys. But because they're heat free agents, you have the majority of heat fans that don't seem to want to keep Kendrick Nunn, and a bunch of them who don't want to keep Duncan Robinson either. So we're going to bring in Alex on this episode as well. We just started, but Greg, let's start with you. Do heat fans overvalue or undervalue their own players?
3: Uh, It depends on what day of the week it is. And I think it depends on the player. And uh, you guys know that I'll hope traffic with the best of them. So if we're talking about Bam out of bio, we are overvaluing him. And if we're talking about some of these other guys, maybe undervaluing. But I know that I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. I think that this is this weird scenario where if I had to take a pulse of the fan base, it's that everybody is expecting bigger and better things. So there's an element of Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson that feel like uh, almost to a degree fallback options, more Kendrick Nunn, I guess, than Duncan, and also that it would be like a sign that many other dominoes that you thought were going to fall did not fall if that ends up being the player that you keep. Um, So I think that that is uh, preoccupying Heat fans subconsciously right now. They may not realize it because when you look at Kendrick Nunn's numbers, I mean, if he ends up coming in, so we saw in The Athletic today that they reported that uh, rival teams are watching the Heat knowing that they may not be able to match Kendrick Nunn uh, in terms of salary and that he could be pried away. But the number that they have associated with Kendrick Nunn is $11.4 million. Now, if you tell me that they can get him on the Jay Crowder contract for three years, I may take him, but obviously not as my primary addition for free
1: agency. And that's, therein lies the rub. Ariel, do do he fans overvalue or undervalue their own players? I think... Greg hit the nail on
0: uh, right on the head there. It, it definitely depends on the day of the week and it depends on on the player that we're talking about. So for example, you mentioned Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, I mean, what was it? Something like 50% of that poll had Tyler Hero, um, said they would not trade Tyler Hero in the James Harden deal. Now retroactively, that looks a little bit ludicrous, but a lot of that is due to the fact that Tyler didn't quite have the season that a lot of us expected. We had hoped and expected a, a leap out of Tyler And it didn't quite happen. Now, as far as a guy like Kendrick Nunn goes, you're right that if he were in another, uh, if he had played for another team this past season, we would probably all want him. He had a really good season, like Greg had mentioned, um, statistically speaking, but In the playoffs and a lot of times in high leverage moments he wasn't really that guy he didn't give them what they need and so we're left wondering is there another gear is there another level that he can reach or has he kind of reached what he is as a player at what is he about 26 years old or whatever it is so um do heat fans overvalue their own players sometimes but the reality is that we've been bred as heat fans uh to see this team uh you know just consistently find ways to flip assets and turn them into better players and create the room and do all of the things necessary to put themselves in the conversation. And so from my perspective, I look at a lot of these players in, in the sense that how can they be flipped? How can they be best maximized, whether it be on the court or off the court so that the heat can put the best product possible on the court. And that's how I value the players. I value it based on that specifically.
1: Okay, so Alex, let's look at it this way. Um, The Heat obviously have more flexibility with Duncan Robinson because he's their own guy, and they have more control because he's a restricted free agent. If Duncan Robinson was on the open market right now, okay, or even if he was a restricted free agent, let's put him in Atlanta instead of John Collins, okay? And we know that you need elite shooting around Jimmy and Bam to be successful. would 95% of heat fans not be saying you have to send an offer sheet for Duncan Robinson? He's setting all kinds of ridiculous records. He's not close to 30 years old.
2: For at sure. This point. There's no doubt. And I think your point, you are kind of making your point there and you did it before too with Kendrick. And you know, like Ariel said, Leif and hit it on the head there. It's just kind of like heat fans are used to overvaluing their guys, but this past season, I think those expectations changed and, uh, you know, just kind of going so far below expectations. Now everything is different. You know, like Leif said, it's like, if, if you just retain those two guys, a lot of fans would look at it as, you know, not doing enough to upgrade the team. But I think you, you know, you made your point here. Those two guys, uh, being their two best shooters, by the way, uh, last season are guys who absolutely fit around Jimmy and Bam. And you would look at them as like, yeah, those are pieces that could work here. So, yeah, I, I agree that Duncan and Kendrick are guys who y- you would want to bring if they weren't already on the on the team. It's just now you, the fans are looking at it like, okay, we rely, we're we relying on Duncan and the handoffs and all that too much instead of the, the playmaking and attacking. And I think that's just kind of where the expectations lie at this point.
1: Well, Alex, that's a good point because, I mean, I think some of this is on the way that Duncan's been used as opposed to just Duncan. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a bunch of Heat fans – who who they they want Bam to be more of a central piece here and feel like it's not going to happen as long as they're running a ton of dunk dribble handoffs. Yeah, but dunk, they need Duncan. Like, like if someone disagree this more,
3: by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's a really wild really? thing to connect. Like I.
1: But it is out there though. It, it is out there that you almost need to take Eric Spolscher's like central crutch away, but it's a
2: really good play. So what force... if you just added more guys and more different types of plays and you would have that variety. <laughs> I just, that, that handoff play well, all of a sudden is way more dangerous if you're not going to it 80% of the game. I,
1: I, ideally I, I would agree with that, but let, let's get to this. And then after the break, I want to get some more specifics about what they should do. Um, The the hero conversation, has it swung too far, Greg? Because I I feel like, even with us, it has. Like, I feel like the Kendrick Nunn conversation swung too far before. Kendrick Nunn, still. We went from, well, well, right. I think that Tyler, we went from me posting stats, comparing his rookie year in the playoffs to Dwayne Wade's. Uh, and obviously the 37 points against Boston and everything else that happened. And I think he was given a pass for the finals because they weren't a complete team. To, you know, the high expectations, we all believed he was going to be a starter. He was a starter. He didn't play with the guys he was supposed to play. He was playing with Mo Harkless at the beginning of the season, okay? Uh, Guys in and out of the lineup. And obviously he didn't live up to expectations, but mostly from, I think, a defensive and a a three-point shooting perspective. The other stuff did get better, I don't think anybody talks about that now. Um, and I feel like and, and some of this is some of our friends on Twitter, like our friend Trilly and others. But I, I feel like it has swung too far the other way, like the guy he can play. And and I, I think that we've yeah, sort of forgotten you know what that. the
3: really good thing is, is that Twitter is such a small subset of reality and the guys who are making these decisions are not swayed by uh as much of an influencer as chef trilly is shout out to him for real um, on his
2: birthday by the way yeah oh, happy birthday, birthday Chef for trilly. real
3: um like he's not swaying andy ellisberg and and the scouts and those guys like that and i think they're like there's three separate conversations here duncan robinson is one and i don't think anyone's really worried about the cost there because his cap his cap number next year no matter what we pay him is 4.7 million dollars and to me like that's a win so even if he were to get the outrageous offer that no one wants to pay the 25 million a year i feel like the heat would pony pony it up and figure it out later kendrick nunn's a different scenario yeah it would be 4.7 but if somebody offers him you know 16 17 million dollars are you matching that no and i think that that's where fans are kind of drawing a line in the sand with Kendrick Nunn in a different way than they are with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. It's gone off the complete deep end. Uh, and it's unfortunate because like, I think around the league, they probably view him higher than the actual fan base does right now, which is bizarre and and not usually what happens. And obviously um, if he doesn't get along with your best players, that can be
1: an issue as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Just dropping that in the middle That's of the pod. Something. Uh, yeah. Well, but, but okay. But but to pivot off of that a little bit, um, and, and Ariel, I'll go to you on this. I, when you look at, at Tyler's situation, I don't think – here's why I don't think it's just Twitter, is because when I was in the arena and the arena started to fill up later in the season, the fans' frustration level with Tyler was apparent there, too, in a way I was not expecting because – He was such a fan favorite. And Alex, you and I talked about this in games we attended. Like, it was different when Tyler did stuff during his rookie year. Like, it was different than anybody, even than Jimmy. It was
2: in the arena every time you would come in the game or would get the ball. Right. There was no
1: power.
3: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done at Granger. We're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: A buzz at the end of the season, like for him, it was, it was more frustration. Um, and, and And I do think, and again, look, the, the fans that are in the stands, particularly who were coming back, you know, during co- what is still COVID and everything else, are going to be more passionate than, you know, you're sort of, they're maybe not as passionate as the people are on Twitter all the time, but some of them overlap, but they're going to be more passionate than your casuals, obviously, you are just sort of checking on the team. Oh, that Tyler Hero kid. Uh, yeah, I remember what he did against Boston. But but I did feel like a lot of the things that we talked about on this show or have been on Twitter were kind of replicated by the fan reaction in the arena. The frustration with Bam, okay, for not shooting when Brook Lopez dropped into, you know, uh, Kazakhstan, okay, you know, and Bam is sitting there and still won't shoot. Uh, that was the same kind of thing uh, that that was on Twitter. And I do feel with Tyler, there was a lot of that too, uh, where I feel like a lot of the fans kind of, I don't know, checked out on him a little bit this year. Um, So, so I, you know, I think it's a little bit of both, but after the break though, I want to, I want to get into what exactly they should do um, and talk a little bit about this sign and trade possibility with Kendrick, because I, I, we all kind of feel and reporting we've done that this is maybe more of a likelihood than we've really discussed here on five on the floor. But before we do, tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. And that is therapist preferred. You got to get over there. You can use the code five reasons again, that 25% off code is still going use the code five reasons, get the therapistpreferred.com. This is a CBD company founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to maximize performance and recovery for active people. 100% THC free and third party lab verified. So no failed drug tests, none of those kind of concerns, all the products made here in the U.S. with cutting-edge technology from organically grown hemp. The most popular products, the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade gummies, and the green apple gummies, but they also do the tincture. You can also get yourself, if you want, uh, some of the sports cream for recovery. And again, go to therapistpreferred.com, use the code 5REASONS, 5REASONS, 5, and then spell out reasons for 25% off your order. And don't forget, you also get free shipping. That's TherapistPreferred.com. All right, let's get to it here. Um, Sign and trades. Uh, you know, we've talked about some of the cap consequences of this stuff. We're going to have Larry Kuhn, who is one of the foremost uh, NBA cap experts. I mean, he pretty much wrote the thing that all of us read uh, to learn about that. it. He, he, he's going to join us on Wednesday. Okay. So we will get, we will some of these things that we're going to talk about today, there, there, are, there are nuances to a lot of it that he will get into with us. And he's going to be with us on Wednesday and that, that pot will be available Wednesday night into Thursday morning. Uh, but let's get to this, the, the sign and trade possibility with either of these guys. Uh, but let's start with Kendrick Nunn, because I feel like it's more likely with him, uh, Greg, how does that create flexibility for them in any way?
3: Um, So something I want to clarify from the earlier segment is that I I mentioned that uh, with Kendrick Nunn or Duncan Robinson being restricted free agents with their $4.7 million cap holds by virtue of their qualifying offers, if they did get re-signed, their cap number would be replaced by their year one salary. And I initially did not say that. So uh, anyway, correcting that and now diving into sign and trades, I think like the heat, like particularly as devoid of assets as they are until some picks get unlocked, they need to go to every single one of these guys that they have bird rights on and they need to tell their, their, their reps. If you find a team that wants you come back to us because we need to discuss sign and trades. They have to be creative that way. Kendrick Nunn, I think is a prime example of a player that, a team is going to feel like if you offer just him a mid-level contract, Miami's going to on a three-year you know, 3 year deal, let's say, Miami's going to easily likely match that even if they're crowded in the backcourt. So they're going to want to overpay. So maybe they come to Miami and say, listen, do you want to work out a sign and trade where we don't have to go through the angst of not knowing if we're getting our player and we give you some sort of asset for, for doing that. So I think that they should really explore that with guys that they don't feel like fit into the plans. But the issue is, is the timing going to work out? Are you going to have the guys secured in the backcourt that you want to go forward with in time to make a decision on Kendrick Nunn? And, you know, this stuff goes quickly, especially as August approaches.
1: Ariel, how do you make a decision on Kendrick? Um, I mean, again, is there a max number for you and, and is does some of it maybe depend on who you might be able to bring back in a side and trade situation?
0: It's a mix of both. There definitely has to be a max number in mind. Like you can't, you know, if, if I don't know, if the Knicks come in and offer Kendrick Nunn, you know, four years, 80, you can't even think about that, right? But at the same time, you really can't, you know, like Greg mentioned, as devoid of assets as they probably are, you can't just let him or especially Duncan Robinson just walk out the door, right? So I think the, the, the trick and the key here is going to be for the Heat. They're going to have to find, a team ideally that's over the cap that would not otherwise have the cap space to go out and get uh, a Duncan Robinson or a Kendrick Nunn to where the Heat have to make a decision on matching the offer. And now you can talk about signing and trades and seeing what they have on their roster, be it a player, maybe it's draft capital. I don't know. I would imagine the Heat lean much more to players, right? Because they are trying to contend right now. But at the end of the day, uh, you just can't let Kendrick Nunn or Duncan Robinson walk Uh, at any under any circumstance so yes there does have to be a max number in mind but that's where you have to be if you're the heat you have to be proactive go out and find a team that's over the cap probably a contender that's missing some scoring in the backcourt or whatever the need is and see if you can work out the type of deal that you net an asset you net something in return because you're not in the business of just letting guys walk especially with the summer of 2022 and that potential free agency coming up
1: Alex, I want to get to you with uh, a very specific question related to this. Um, but, but I do think what w- what's interesting about this uh, when you, when you take a look at where these guys could go is that you're right. The heat have a certain amount of control here, a certain amount, but they, they don't have total control, right? Because ultimately Kendrick and, and Duncan are going to make the decision about where they want to play because uh, they have to sign the actual deal but it does seem to me, from all the reporting that we've done, and then I'll go to you, Alex, on some of the specifics here, all the reporting that you and I and Adam have done, Greg, on this, Kendrick and Duncan are going to take the most money. Yes. Correct? No is doubt. Is that... I, in fact, yeah. there may not I be mean, a player my, in
3: free agency that accepts a discount or looks to take one.
1: I, I agree. I th- I think. and But I know with these two guys in particular, Kendrick, I know for sure, is going to take the most money. I just... He's going to take the most money. That's everything I've, I've been told related to that situation leads me to that path. Um, with Duncan, I think Duncan on his podcast and other places has kind of intimated that he wants to be here, but you and I keep hearing that behind the scenes that he's going to take the most money yeah. offers. Right?
3: You can't refuse.
1: Okay. okay. All right. So let's go to this, Alex. And, and this is kind of a, a our friend Harry on social media has posited this a bunch. Um, and it, I think it's interesting to kind of discuss here is this idea of something Ariel just talked about, about the heat, not really cashing in on assets. Okay. So if you take a look at the past couple of years, DJJ, they let walk, but they could have cashed in on him and gotten some kind of pick compensation during the season. They didn't right? Uh, Crowder. Looking back at it, you could have signed him for the multiple years right and then probably unloaded that contract later if you needed to which is not something we really discussed a lot at Mm -hmm. the time but jake crowder on nine million dollars a year i mean i think is a contract most teams probably would take right i mean and i feel i feel like this has happened do you feel alex they've done a good job of asset management in that regard
2: wow you really you really hit me with a tough one here (laughs) No look, I think it's complicated right? I don't think it's it's a yes or no question and it's obviously one that you got to go through chronologically there's stuff just like any other team you you there's stuff you would agree with stuff you would disagree with and look I, I do agree with Leif saying that they they gotta get creative this summer with the sign and trade deals like because they're devoid of assets, because they're devoid of uh, other ways of adding talent specifically if they do land Kyle Lowry. And it's just kind of it gets a little bit tough after, even though it, you know there's still a couple of options, right? If you, you you have the you have the exceptions and stuff like that, that's kind of where the the money is, right? So to, so to like, if you're trying to get Kyle Lowry and then add talent as well, it's kind of gonna have to involve multiple sign and trades, almost, right? Whether you're talking about these guys or where you're talking about. Uh, Dragic and Iguodala, who the Heat have the team options for. They're going to have to get creative. They're going to have to be talking deals, 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 right? Like, that's what they're going to have to turn into, right? Uh, Just a full-time trade team. So, yeah, they're at that point right now where the signing trade becomes a lot more, uh, I think, realistic and a lot more, like, they got to do it, right? I think that's kind of their their best way of adding talent at this point. And it worked really well with Jimmy. So, (laughs) do it with other guys as well because... Uh, you know there's just not a whole lot else you can do with the current roster context so I'm definitely not against bringing back Kendrick Nunn at the right number Uh, even if Goron is still on the team by the way I just think like you gotta have the movable assets I think Kendrick will be movable and look that's just that that's just up to Mickey and if he wants to pay that luxury tax bill
3: Ethan I love that you ask Alex that tough question and you didn't come to me because I'm the front office topologist right so like the mismanagement of assets I think that it's easy to look back in retrospect and look at guys that they could have sold and gotten some sort of draft capital for or maybe even players that they valued too highly in the draft KZ Akpala comes to mind where they gave up too much for and you know I think it's difficult with a, with an organization that really prioritizes winning it's difficult to sell off guys mid-season like we talked Talk about like Mike Miller getting amnestied in it or Joel Anthony getting trading it and letting the air out of the locker room like I think that that stuff gets thought about a lot more in Miami maybe than it does in other places so that's it's a difficult line to draw and they haven't done a great job lately if you just look at some of the players that have have kind of walked out the door.
1: Well, and some of it is circumstantial in the sense that they went to the finals and no one was expecting to go to the finals. They, they keep having these surprise right. runs that I feel like derail the plan. Like, you know, again, uh, in 1617, in there was supposed to be a conversation between Andy Ellisberg and Pat Riley about blowing the thing up or at least sort of scaling back a little bit, you know, when they were 11 and 30. And then they won three straight games at home. And that and that meeting never happened. Um, you know, and then and then obviously they went 30 and 11. And then the problem was they compounded it uh, with where they went. Ariel, I'll, I'll let you have the last words since you were the guest on here again. Catch uh, him on full court press and also on post up uh, post up five. R. give us a prediction here. This is not a report. So aggregators, uh, you know, stand down. Uh, what do you think they end up doing with Duncan and Kendrick?
0: Ooh, uh, I think that Duncan remains on the roster. I think they agree to a number. I would imagine, you know, given what you guys, Adam, our guy Adam has reported, um, you know, that that he is looking for the most money possible. I would imagine he probably wants something in the, you know, lower 20s, maybe even closer to the mid 20s. And he Heat probably want him closer to 16 or 17, somewhere in there, I would imagine. Uh, but I think they agree to a number and that, uh, he remains on the roster. I think Eric Spolstra and the guys sell him on um just the 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 way that they've utilized him and what they've turned him into and that that he can be best maximized in Miami. I think that Kendrick Nunn probably gets moved in a sign and trade to an over-the-cap team that could use him in a win, you know, a win now type team. And I think that the Heat add a couple of guys in free agency. We know who the big, you know, the big name, the point guard from. Uh, Canada who plays down in Canada is, I think that that's the most likely guy. And I think that they continue to tinker around the edges, look for bargain bin uh, value type contracts to to fill specific roles that they don't tie themselves into long-term. Because if you look at the way that the heat front office has operated over the years, we know they're always looking for the next big thing. And I understand that Pat at his end of season press conference talked about determining your anchors and no longer deferring your flexibility down the road but there's a big summer coming up next summer in terms of free agency. And those players are legitimate impact players. And if just one of them shakes loose, the heat will have to find a way to get in the door. I believe they will. And so they'll go all in this summer, but they'll be able to maintain flexibility going forward.
1: All right. Good stuff. Um, again, follow uh, him at Ar- Give me the Twitter account again, please. Cause I, it, it is your name. correct? It's at Ariel at 2 Yes, sir. <laughs> That's it. Two, two, two. That's right. Keith Askins. Uh, Dos Minutos. Keith Askins. Tropical Blanket, Greg Sylvander, Ethan J. Skolnick, and Five Reasons Sports. Therapistpreferred.com. Use the code Five Reasons. Get yourself that 25% off. CPT Florida.com. Get the two months of phones free. Just mention Five Reasons if you need IT. And we always mention at the end want to play daily fantasy before the NBA Finals? Game six coming up. PricePix.com. Use that code, F-I-V-E. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.